Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it's Wednesday. Um, we did a little flip-flop where we kind of went heavy-duty sports on Monday and skipped our evergreen promise. Uh, so here we are on Wednesday doing a little evergreen episode. Are you ready to get into this? Yes, this is uh, the culmination of not only a DM I got, but a ton of DMs I've gotten over the years. Kind of a Q&A without the cues because they've already been queued and we will just A them. Yeah, Okay. Uh, so let's let, let's tee this up in a couple of interesting ways, and then I got a couple of stories off the top, and then I want to let you kind of talk a little bit about some of the define some of the stuff that we want to get into. Does that sound fair? Yeah, that's good. All right. So today's episode, what we really want to talk about is kind of pull a little bit of the curtain back on 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 what actually happens. You know, what what are pro betters doing? You know, we want we that really that's just what we want to define because. You know, regardless of what you would see in sports betting media landscape, like the the definition of a pro better has a pretty specific, uh, you know, kind of um, you know answer in my mind at least. And uh, a lot of what goes into it is betting partnerships. Um, you know, finding ways to get down, uh, finding other like-minded betters with equal confidence in their picks and equally deep pockets to cross. Um, and you know, when we got into this three years ago, four years ago, I didn't understand any of this whatsoever. In fact, I had a lot of the questions that we get, you know, constantly, uh, about betting partnerships and stuff. Like I wondered about that. I had no idea who to even ask. Um, and you know, to be, we didn't know anybody. We didn't know anybody. We didn't really know any professional betters. And to be, yes, network yet. To be completely fair. This I'm not even really the right person to be talking about a lot of this stuff. Like I do not have a lot of experience with betting partnerships because I've never really bet into markets where it's been super important for me to you know bet on credit with across lots of books and you know and and get uh, just to get my bets down uh, for lots of reasons. But we'll get into that. Um, And we were I reached out to one of our good friends who's extremely experienced in this space. Uh, to see if he would be willing to join us to kind of help us get a little back and forth, get his perspective on this stuff, because he's a more co- the more correct uh, person to ask these sort of questions. Yeah. Uh, problem is uh, <clears throat> that puts people in a tight spot. You know, it's you don't necessarily want to put people on blast at the you know a well listened to podcast in the betting space uh, where they're answering these types of questions and talking about this sort of stuff. So keep in mind everything. You hear us talking about today is third hand from a great friend who did us a super solid, putting a lot of really hard work into, uh, you know, some some of answering our questions and and outlining some of the stuff so that we can convey it to you guys. This is none of this is firsthand, you know. Uh, <laughs> this is all. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm no, and you know what? Um, I think too before we yeah. before we do get into like what what pros do and like what professionals are doing because I, I think that's and, this is this is something I think we'll reference back to a lot in other podcasts. Like we touched on it a little when we got into reverse line movement and we said, Oh man, like 80% of the money at FanDuel is on this team, but it's moving the other way. 
Uh, and we said it's because the money that's important is not being bet at FanDuel. It's not being bet at, you know, uh, a regulated book. It's not being bet at some of these other offshores. You know, th- there are offshores that will take pro money, but for the most part, they're getting bet in other places. And that's why it says, that, well, it doesn't matter if every dollar went on, you know, one team at FanDuel, DraftKings, any of the legal books. It, it might still move the other way just because the market is moving the other way. And, you know, liability be damned for some of those guys. They're going to move with the market because they don't want to be the off-market number. You yeah, don't want to be off-market from a sharp, a penny, a Chris, any of the paper ads. So, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, start, starting, starting add- at, like, the levels of, you know, where what the what kind of money these books are taking and where from and why pros are, you know, like, oh, why don't pros bet at Bovada? That is so smart. Okay. And let's also clarify one other important thing. We're talking about U.S. betters here. Yes. Um, yeah. sure, surely there are people in Hong Kong and Australia and uh, Europe uh, who are, you know, market-making and exchanges <laughs> and who are professionals exactly. doing it in a different way. Um, most of this conversation, all of the context of what we're going to get into today really kind of boils down to North American betters, North American pro betters. Um, and you know, there, and really there are two kind of reasons that, you know, that we want to really, that, that this is happening. Like this isn't an accident. Like the, this, the system in the United States was kind of designed in a specific way that has kind of lent it to this process and when i say that what i'm what i mean is like if you step back and you look at okay well what is like the what is you know some people will call it the european model in the first place it's it's now clearly the u.s model as well uh you know they're there i guess i want to blame europe for starting this but you know basically just the recreational book has a very specific and straightforward business plan and it's and it's like it's you know these are well-established corporations like they, they you know these are well-funded and they yeah, and they, they know this works they, they know this works and they're what they're doing is effect is pretty akin to fishing right they are on these well-built up beautiful fishing boats and they are throwing chum in the water via bonuses via uh you know the you know sign up deals advertising they're chumming the water that for fish fair. but yeah they're chumming the water for fish and they get lots of fish back. It's expensive, but they get lots of fish back. Um, and most of them are little. Most of them are betting five, ten, you know, five, ten, twenty, fifty dollar bets until their balance runs dry, and then they redeposit or they quit and go away. Um, but the reason they're doing it isn't to catch the little fish. This isn't a you know a mass fishing operation. They're looking for the whales. Right. Like they're out there fishing and one out of every 20 or so customers they acquire is a high value customer. Right. And that just means they're betting large. They don't care about odds. They don't care about price or or they're redepositing constantly. But they have a dollar value, a lifetime dollar value that is 10, 100, 1000 times, you know, your average player that signs up in a given day. And so the whole purpose of the fishing experiment is let's find the whales, let's reel them in and let's take them to SeaWorld and keep them real happy, make them feel like VIPs, give them the fish they want every, you know, know, feed them what they want every day uh, and really just kind of, you know, you know, you know, make make your business off of their action. Um, the problem is there are other, you know, there are other fish in the sea, and there's some of them are sharks, and the sharks will come and they will eat all of your chum and they will eat all your bait and they make it very difficult for you to sustain the process of finding the whales. 
And the sharks in this analogy are the professional betters, the betters with the bona fide edge, uh, the betters with experience. Or, and I mean, in this instance, too, not just not just like professionals with an, a definite edge over major markets, but people who will just sit there and hammer their soft stuff. Like, I'm That's, only yeah. going to come and I'm only going to bet your bet boosters that yeah. you screw up on. Like, yeah. this one is clearly an edge. Like, I'm going to murder you a hundred dollars at a time. Yeah. If you, you have sharks, don't want those people if you have if you have sharks circling your boat and they are jumping up and swall swallowing the chum before it even gets to the fish, or they are way down deep and just picking off the real soft shit and you know making it tough for you to make your bottom line, uh, you got a problem if you're a fisherman. And what they do, they set up tracking software. They figure out who of these sharks are actually long-term winners, and they reel them in and they shoot them in the head. And they say you're wow. not, you're out you're out of our you're out you're out you're out of our out of our water now uh, you know you you're not you're no longer uh, you know feeding in our water um, and so this and this trickles into the analogy of okay if you are consistently betting with an edge and if you are unable to get bets down across multiple books then that limits you from being able to do a lot of the things that you really need to do to be a successful better, like shop around and find the best price and, you know, bet soft market stuff and, you know, be able to, uh, you know, to or even just maxing something across a few books. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get more than, you know, get a, get a bet size down that suits your, you know, your appetite. Um, and so if you're, you know, if you're fishing in, you know, the, the relatively shallow water, you know, if you're a shark in shallow water, and you're in like a, a pool of, uh, you know, $250 limits for college basketball, something like that, or, um, you know, player props for the NFL, uh, or, you know, and player props for the NBA, you know, if you're, you know, or you're betting, um, you know, off market sports that aren't real, you know, high liquidity pools, you are going to get identified by these recreational books and you're going to get limited and banned. Um, and it is kind of the cost and, you know, believe me, like there's plenty of belly aching in the space about banning customers. Like there's a couple timelines that you probably know where you can go and find the latest, uh, complaining about limiting customers. Um, but the professionals are, you know, they're industrious. They've found ways around this and you know, your choices are, well, I can go, you know, I'll, I'll go find the coves as a shark here. I'm going to go find the coves where there aren't big uh, professional operations that are offering bets, but there are, you know, smaller feeding holes and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll feed here and here and here and here. And this analogy is getting so deep. I like it. Do you think it's, it's fair though, right? I mean, like this no, is I pretty mean, much it, it exactly how it goes. Yeah. It's the so, thing. If, if the, if the boats that you want to go feed at are hitting you over the head with a paddle, you got to go find somewhere else. Right. Exactly. And so effectively the, the way that ends up playing out, um, you have to, have effectively a network of of um, outs that are not your well-known brand named legal shops, um, and so and you know realistically, like the a professional is going to be find ways to get still get down at the recreational shops anyway. Like let's not kid oh, ourselves. Yeah. But for the most part, like if you are if you're if you're consistently beating, you know if you're hitting seventy percent three weeks in a row on NFL props player props like you're you're done like you're gone um however if you spread it out across uh say you know five ten paper heads where you're only betting 100 200 bucks a pop 
and you have a couple of agents you work with who are distributing your action in a very covert way uh, and you know you're not you're not being greedy and overeating your you know, all the fish in your in your little cove that you found uh, you know you can sustainably take money out of the system uh, and make a living as a professional better in the United States uh, it's very gray area you're dealing with a lot of characters. There is no legal recourse for most of the stuff that's going on because what the people you are dealing with on the other side of the counter are breaking law. Um, it's not illegal to place a bet as a United States citizen, um, but it's illegal to make a book. Um, and so you are yeah, you are never from jail. They won't pay. Not only will they not pay you from jail, uh, you can't even go. You know, you, there's. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, can't sue, you can't sue. You can't sue them, right? Yeah, that's money. right. You can't. You can't sue them for anything. Like so, you end up re resorting to uh, very unsavory yeah. tactics potentially to you know get the payout when you have big scores and your book. You know, the bookmaker you're working with says, you know, go pound sand. Um, so. The way mo and, and so that's kind of the the general environment. And, right, I mean, and let's take a step yeah. back because I think there's sure. plenty there's plenty of listeners who understand what a paperhead is. There's plenty of listeners who probably their first book might have been a local who didn't have you know maybe maybe they didn't have a you know a website back then. One of the first locals I used was a, a texting local or you just texted him or, you know, you had to give my buddies used to have a guy they called and they had, of course they had, you know, they, they each had to have a nickname because it was over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they have the, they still use these nicknames sometimes. Oh, that's great. Funny. So, but like they each had to have a, a handle. So, you know, yeah. just in case the feds were listening or whatever, but <laughs> I mean, because, and this, I've brought this up numerous times in chats. This is something, you know, when you see these paper ads, I've had, I, not countless, but I bet at least 10 times someone has DM'd me with like a, a login for a paperhead and be like, how do I sign up for this? Like, or just asking like, how do I get one of these credit books? Like, do you, do you have these? Or like, which website is credit books? Like people, you know, the difference between credit and posting up is obviously credit. You, you're just betting on credit. If you lose, you agree to pay them. If they, if you win, they agree to pay you. Whereas posting up like the legal books and the offshores, you have to deposit the money. Now credit sounds a lot better to a lot of people and people just didn't understand that. Like, that's not something you can just go, Oh, I'll just sign up for a credit book and I'll have an account. Like you got to get vouched for, yeah. or you got to find someone willing to talk to somebody who knows somebody like a bunch of people have asked me that, like, just, how do I get one of these? How do I get these credit books? Like, yeah. where, where do I sign up? Like, I mean, join a I mean, golf, join, yeah, join go, a country go, club, go, go, <laughs> go, go to your local sports club. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just some website you can sign up for the website. And most people know this, but the, you know, the website is just a tool that they use to settle up with and they don't, they don't have to take the text. They don't have to take the phone calls. It's just how it became easier over the years. And, and that's, and then that relationship is, you know, based on the, the player and the agent or the, you know, the player in the bookie, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Because there's, you know, I had one where it was, you know, there was like a thousand dollars in credit. That was it. But I've seen some of these set up where people have fifty thousand dollars in credit or more. Like, you know, there's there's people that are willing to take big money, and there's people willing to bet big money with them too. So, I mean, every one of those is different. But uh, 
you know, the, when people refer to them, the different ones, they are still using, you know, similar lines or the, the same lines. Like, you know, you say, people say skins and there's, you yeah. know, you have the ace, you have paper, you know, you have uh Buckeye, yeah. you have trade win, all, you know, all these different, all these different skins. Like that's where people, when they start looking for these different ones, they're looking for specific ones. When you ever see, I don't know if you've ever seen some of these pros saying like, Hey, I'm looking for this specific one. It's because it's it's just what Drew was talking about. There's something soft there. Like, hey, they have horse matchups. They have bigger <laughs> limits on, like, NBA props. Like, all of these, you know, I say it's just a tool that the bookies use. All of them are so different. And there are ones that have just weird lines for some reason that are a different market that somebody wants to hit. So, I mean, that's why some of these are in demand and some of them are just dime a dozen garbage, you know, sites. Yeah, and... um I guess to kind of put a bow in this, the paper head itself is just all that means is somebody out there decided they wanted to be a bookie by themselves and they don't have the technical know-how to set up a, a Bovada like interface to send their customers uh, ways to put the, get their action down and keep track of the betting. And so there are specific companies based out of Costa Rica and the Caribbean otherwise that will give you the infrastructure and you pay them per, per account that you open with them, uh, and the, the you know, and and it's all consolidated. They're all you know, it's all looking at lines that are otherwise uh, you know coming from major markets. Um, but the paperhead just refers to, hey, I'm a guy. I decided I wanted to be a bookmaker. I have ten guys at my sports bar that I run that all want to place bets. I need ten accounts. Can you open ten accounts for me, and I'll pay you ten percent of blank for the, a month? Blah 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 blah. Like that's how that works, and the, and the funny thing about betting like a pro is you get to the point in life, assuming you're betting into you know, assuming you have something plus EV, golden, solid gold, not like you know, hey, I you know, I'm hot, I have had a hot year betting you know European soccer. I'm a pro now. I I'm ready to take it to the next level. I'm talking like you've done this now for five, ten years. You're uh, you know, your edge is go is not going anywhere. Like, you know exactly how to sustain winning. Um, the game changes from uh, entirely pivots from finding an edge to getting a bet down. And honestly, that doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> I, those These guys do it. They're good at it. They make a living doing this. Some of them live very comfortably, some of these professional bettors. But... I am perfectly fine betting into my NBA sides, NFL sides, tennis money line markets, or I'm never really going to be, you know, bumping my head up against a, a limit that I can't get by with. Um, and so I've never really, I've never really waded into these waters, especially. And and you know, too, we I feel it's only fair because we dogged on the legal books a little for using the European model. I mean, these guys because it's a whatever you want to call it gray it's not it's not even a fucking gray area it's straight up illegal like it's it's illegal oh, yeah. making yeah. yeah i shouldn't call it a gray area it's straight up illegal and you know you you say like you don't have some you don't have recourse in a lot of these well you don't and that's the thing too like these guys also without having a complicated business plan and a bunch of mbas and uh, you know being publicly traded they're kind of after the same thing they would like the chuckleheads that show up to men's night down at the bar 
and play darts to bet NFL through them and each lose, you know, a couple grand each winter and then take that money and take their kids and wife on vacation. Like they don't want some guy that's crushing. They don't want, you know, they they don't want, Hey, Oh, my buddy wants, Oh yeah. Your buddy wants to account. He's good for it. Yeah. He's good for it. All right. I'll give him an account. Buddy turns out to be a guy who has a complicated model and then, beating the shit out of an NBA props. All of a sudden, you know, all his NFL money from the last year is he owes to this guy for NBA props. He doesn't want that either. So, I mean, if you ever see that, if you've ever delved into that part of gambling Twitter and you've seen some of these guys, you know, the, the, all, the, all the Joeys, all three Joeys, uh, you know, Pikachu has had some fits about it. I mean, just anybody. You know, yeah. there's plenty of people that have talked about getting stiffed, like, Sometimes they do just get stiffed. That's yeah, the worst oh, yeah. part. Of it. Like, like a legal book will pay you out, man, and, 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 and tell you no. They'll, they'll pay. You. <laughs> a, a, a U.S. jurisdictional shop, yes. Yes, a U.S. jurisdictional, a legal American North American book yeah. will pay you before they, you know, before they shit can you and tell you you can bet two dollars or you're just not welcome. Like sometimes these guys are just like, yeah, hey, you're you're sharp. I'm not paying you this stuff. Oh yeah. And so, and sometimes it's you know it's because the bookmaker himself is a college student that doesn't actually have the money. <laughs> like yeah, that I absolutely mean, that happens. Oh, that for sure happens. Um, and the stories that I've heard from some of these guys who are you know the either the agents and when I say agents, I just mean guys who are because it's it's almost like you have to figure out your role. You can be an originator. You can be someone who is developing the plus EV stuff. And in that case, you can shed some of the headache of getting down by just saying, okay, man, here's my numbers, here's my numbers, you deal with it, right? And then it's up to the agent to worry about, okay, I'm gonna find places to bet this, I'm going to find, uh, you know, get, you know, develop new sources, get more accounts, find, you know, talk to other lose, long-term losing bettors who have relatively high credit limits and, you know, we can kind of sneak in the back door and start getting our action down on a, on a well-known account. Cause again, you know, you open a brand new account with some bookmaker and kill them for two weeks, like goodbye. Like, you know, that's, 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 that's not sustainable. You're going to burn and you're going to burn through accounts way fast. But if you can find people who have like, you know, you go to the country club or you go to the, you know, down to the campus and you're like hanging out with guys who have been betting for the same bookie for four years and losing, you know, like, Hey man, like, you want to split, you know, like you want to give us some of your credit, like we'll give you some winnings. Like this is a good partnership, right? This is a decent way to form a partnership where you have something we want, which is liquidity in a betting account. And we have something which you want, which is not losing money. <laughs> yeah, and, and to take a step back there, you know, you somebody might ask, well, how is that different? You're just going to get banned. Well, if you have someone vouch for you and you get one of these accounts through an illegal bookmaker and you just beat the pants off them and they tell you to kick rocks. Yeah, that, that will happen. That's how that happens. That will happen. That's a certainty for most, most cases. If you have some kid who's been betting with that bookmaker and just, you know, pissing it away, having to pay, you know, maybe getting paid one Monday out of like five and mostly just paying in or breaking even, for a year, two years, maybe it's a long-term account. And then he starts to win a little bit on NBA props because somebody else is betting into that account. 
a bookmaker isn't just gonna be like, all right, this kid's sharp now. I'm done with it. <laughs> you know, some some will see through. Yeah. The, you know, some people know what's going on. They'll see through the bullshit and say, hey, somebody's betting through your account. But oh, a sure. lot of times, it just it buys you more time. Be like, well, I mean, you, this kid had a winning week. He had two winning weeks. He's gonna. Well, you know, the most the most like, common he's gonna one give is, it back. Yeah, the most common one is. Uh, two, three winning weeks and they look at what you're betting and they either turn that part of the options off. Yeah. So you can't bet there. Those are there. Get to that. It was going to be, or, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> or, hey, we put our software, you're using, you're using though. bots. You know, you're betting with a bot. Like this is, you know, this is sharp action. We're not taking your bets anymore. So anyway, you churn accounts as a pro, like, but, you know, you, I mean, in that sense, pro. like somebody, if you can get, if you can get a loser's account, someone who's consistently lost money, you can play into that and win, and it you get a little more time. Like you, you can buy yourself some time. And like what Drew said too, sometimes that's that's what happens. Like, oh yeah, guess what? You don't have horse matchups anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, we talk about the, yeah. the websites, the paper ads that they can use. A lot of them have a lot of functionality on that end, where yeah. they can say this person can only bet these markets. This person can't bet the limits at this market. They can, you know, max NFL sides, but horse matchups. <laughs> five bucks yeah <laughs> yeah and i but the other thing but like it's easier to do it this way than it is to attack the legal shops because the legal shops again are these really robust badass fish, fishing operations with you know effectively the sonar that identifies the sharks by tracking closing line value and profiling customers and so they know exactly who you are but relatively you know relatively uh you know fast turnaround uh you know the the local bookies at the college campus or the sports bar or the you know the country club like it's going to take them a hell of a lot longer so well, they're more if more they have a big client lasting. list and yeah. they're not noticing you know yeah. it, it doesn't hurt as bad to pay out one guy four yeah. or five weeks in a row when yeah you know 70 percent of your clientele's paying in like oh, and I guess still, what still made money and guess what they they may not care once they find out figure out you're a pro because guess what they get to see your action yeah, they and they out. themselves may be an agent that has other large outs that they can then say, oh, shit, this guy's winning. He's doing great in these markets. Um, I happen to have this one guy's account that has 50K limits. I'm just going to watch what this guy bets at 5K. I'm going to turn right around over here and I'm going to hit it in this other account. That's 50K. And this is a perfectly fine system for me. Totally fine. I got the back door into all of this advantage information. I'm going to snipe it uh, and I'm going to play it for higher limits. And this is a perfectly symbiotic relationship. Um, that absolutely happens. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And, but in again, you know, like I say, there's like people who are like agents, but like really everyone's wearing multiple hats. Like, you know, there's, there are, you know, there are, there's, there's so much flexibility across um, the different roles and responsibilities. Well, in I mean, space. That's that, I mean, maybe that happens. Yeah, sure. It happens with people who are betting into these accounts. Like, let's say, you know, somebody is saying, well, um, you know, they're working with somebody. I'm betting NBA props. Yeah. I want to bet NBA props. Well, they said, you know, someone they're working with, here's some books to bet NBA props on. They work out a deal to split the money. And then somebody else is betting into that book and they're betting something else. Now that person betting NBA props realizes like this whole operation. So they're like, oh, there's some, you know, there's some UFC action real early in the week. Like, you know, somebody's betting yeah. openers on UFC. There's some UFC action and these numbers are so far gone. Like yeah. not so even close. Somebody, like, somebody's what is going on? First half college basketball totals. <laughs> yeah. So then all of a sudden, you know, the person who's supposed to be helping them make money is actually like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
keep an eye on this and I'm going to bet these with my other outlets. But yeah, it's, it's just, it is just kind of a clusterfuck. This, this whole right. back end of this industry is just a All mess. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so everyone's always just trying to grind out that edge. Absolutely, man. And there's some wild ways to do it. So, um, that's kind of, that, that's the way I see the whole landscape playing out. Uh, and it's fascinating to me that that's how this works. Um, it is in the same way that there are the bookmakers are out there finding the high value customers like the agents and the originators they're out there finding the high value accounts <laughs> like, like there's there's are there are some athletes actors um you know tech people wall street people uh that uh you 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 know that a finance, a, bro. A finance bro yeah that are that you know because they have deeper pockets they'll have higher limits and it is absolutely you know those are those are network you know those are relationships those are networks and let's just it's a uh, poker players like you know i we, i know a lot of those stories but yeah there are there for sure are kind of whale accounts in the same way that there are whale customers for the legal sports books and um you know it's it's fascinating how you know the that part of this industry works um and there may be people listening to this that are kind of on the come up that are originating good stuff that are like i can't get down my uh wmba action anymore i need a damn partner i need a partner um it happens and i think we've talked about this a couple of times Pikachu is a good example because I remember he was he he, he had small market stuff that was hot Euro ball well, that, that website he built, NBA that ball was, it was horse matchups like yeah. well yeah no but was, like back in the something. day when he was like I can't get down on this so you know I need I need someone help me like how do I make a network here um, yeah, be but nice. like yeah go ahead maybe be nicer <laughs> helps with networking i don't know if niceness necessarily gets you no, it does. I, mean, it, it would, I mean it would help a little with him a little with him maybe yeah um but no it's it's like okay i have this advantage stuff as an originator what the hell do i do with it like you know you need to find someone on the other side who can vet your you know vet your the quality of your information and you need to come up with some sort of betting partnership and that was really the question that we got that you know kind of kicked all of this off um what I guess when you think of a betting partnership, Andy, what's you know how would you kind of define the the common uh, way that these kind of work out? And you know, like you said, we spoke with one professional that we know pretty well that we've talked to and got his takes. He made us some he or she, who knows? They <laughs> anonymous. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's uh, not it's twenty twenty one. Assume, but they they put together a bunch of crib notes and just stories. And, you know, we've talked to them in the past about stuff and they bring up stuff all the time, but every one of these is going to work a little differently. You know, sometimes there's a middleman, sometimes there's not, there are people who, and I'm sure you've seen this again. I say like, Hey, guess what? We're looking, we're looking for a bunch of this kind of account. Like it's not, he's not just excited to get those accounts. He has somebody who needs those. Like there's, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call that middleman, just the, the manager, the guy who's managing the operation, the operator, the operations guy, he's working to find, you know, these credit accounts from people who've lost long-term. And he says, Hey, guess what? You're a loser. You're a fucking loser. You're terrible at betting. Probably soft soaps him a little more than that. He says, Hey, guess what? 
What if you could make some money betting instead, even if it's not forever and your account gets closed? Wrangler. Captain Jack came through for you. A Wrangler. Thank you. What? Yeah. An account Wrangler. That is perfect. That is, I've heard that said. So he said, Hey, you know, lifetime loser, what if you could make some money betting and it won't be permanent because eventually your account may get closed. But for now, you give me your account, you give me your login. We're going to have somebody on the other side of the Wrangler who's, you know, Mr. <laughs> the originator. Better, yeah, the originator. NBA yeah. props. Sure. You know, just an originator. He's going to log into your account and bet and bet and bet. And then you take that money. Let's say you made 10 grand doing that. X amount goes to the guy who owns the account. X amount goes to the guy originating. And X amount goes to Mr. Wrangler. They all get a piece of the pie because for the most part, that works out. Like the guy betting has an edge. You're going to win long term and everybody makes money until the account closes. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's how these people who have edges in smaller markets end up making some money because, you know, like you said, if you're betting WNBA totals and you're crushing it at a legal book or even an outlet, you know, let's not just single out legal books. Like offshores will be done with your ass too. Oh, like you, you can't just, especially some of the lower end ones, you can't just sit and do this on Bavada yeah. and expect them not to turn off, you know, turn off your account. There's plenty of people who can shut off on smaller, you know, less than great non-market making offshores. Like basically anywhere you try to do this, if you have your own credit book, if you have a legal book or an offshore, if you're crushing a small liquidity market, you're just going to be done. So this is not only the originator need to do this, but the, you know, the losing better. So it's, it's awful appetizing to a guy like that who says, you know, it's been fun, but making some money would be cool too. Yeah. 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 And the way that these, you know, the, the, the kind of the common, uh, the kind, the, the most common way that this is done is what 50, 50 risk share. So basically, you know, the originator is not always going to win. There's going to be some bad months. You know, yeah. there's going to be some settle up that you're going to have to do. Um, but if it's someone that you trust, if it's someone that, you know, that is, you know, if you're the, if you're the long-term loser, who's, you know, putting up the account, uh, and handling the money part of this, you know, like, you know, they, there, you, you have to bear some of the risk yourself, uh, generally, um, or, uh, you are giving them a free roll where, uh, you know, you are only, uh, settling up if the, if it's a red figure <laughs> and, uh, I guess, <sighs> you know the the i guess the important point here is that you know once you if you're regardless of which side of the the proposition you're on um as long as you can come to an equitable agreement beforehand uh that's you know that there are a number of ways to make this work out um, well, and that's the thing too is there's a commenter i yeah i know you i know you know i, I can see you seeing me see this cuz i'm giggling bob Bob in the chat, but that's the thing too. You, you have to have, you know, you just have to come up with an agreement. And in the case that, you know, let's say you're stiffed, the, the, the boy, you know, the bookie says, Hey, we're not paying you because I know this is a sharp group betting into this. Like you have to figure out who, who's on the hook for that then. Like who's, who's paying who. So I, I, and I love that. Uh, you want to talk about stiffing a little bit? Yeah. More. It's, I mean, it happens. Like you said, there's there's not much recourse outside of if you think bookmaking, illegal bookmaking is illegal. The recourse that you need to usually go through to unstiff a stiff 
is probably worse because it's usually threats and you know bad stuff like real criminal shit or like we said we know someone who had built a website doxing someone that's uh certainly a way to get someone's you, know, you don't have much leverage squeaky wheel yeah i mean we don't we as betters only have leverage against the offshore gaming space because of public the court of public opinion you yeah. know and it's the same sort of way uh, if you're dealing in the paperhead uh, landscape, uh, so it, I mean it, it's it sucks, but that is what it is. What it is. Um, I guess one other thing to kind of mention that before we kind of move on a little bit about the stiffing, uh, at least in my opinion, um, because of the prevalence of burning of the churn of these accounts, um, it dev it changes a little bit of your approach to how you want to stake and what type of bets you even want to make if you're the originator. Right. Like if you have a solid edge on an NFL future, you're not betting it on credit in a paperhead on an account that you got from a, a Wrangler. No, no yeah, chance. That, well, not yeah. only that, not only that Wrangler, but even if you have a credit book with someone, that's a bad spot to bet it. Just because, you know, they're they're fine settling up a thousand here, two thousand there, maybe you lose one week. But if you hit, you know, a seventy-five to one. Yeah, and they, you know, they've been. It's been a thousand here, a thousand back. Maybe a real good week, two, three grand, and then all of a sudden they owe you thirty-seven five. <laughs> it, just, it just might not get paid. Like they might just say, you know, I'll pay you. you're done. Sorry, congratulate. And that nothing could. It, it's getting stiffed. It doesn't feel good, but getting stiffed on a big hit. Yeah, the, or even or, or it, it it can go against you also. Like if you're playing the futures market and you're building out a portfolio and you have a big old position on the team that has moved from ten to one to two to one, and then otherwise you've covered your liabilities at other books, and then that account gets closed, like you, you know you've just lost all of your EV that you've won by making the bet in the first place. So realistically. Well, yeah, and like you said, if you if you were to make some hedge bets, you know, let, let's say you had a huge ass Tampa future, yeah. and you were scared, yeah, and you, you yes. took a bunch of money and you bet you <laughs> Kansas know, City money line. <laughs> now let's say the game hadn't That's even, even started yet. We, you know, we all know what happened, but let's say the game had not even started yet, and you made a huge Kansas City bet, and then you find out that your your Tampa Bay bet was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> not only did you get stiff but you are now negative <laughs> yes you you are now carrying yeah you're holding the bag you're holding um, the bag yeah so that's sort of that's uh that's a huge aspect of this i guess um do you want to i guess do you want to talk a little bit about movers or do we cover that in a fair way without I mean, saying movers I mean, uh, movers, beards, all that, too. You know, we, there's a lot of different ways. We didn't even really touch on, like, Vegas books. I almost consider Vegas books different than the new... Yeah, I would, too. ...than the new North American legal books. I mean, that was a big thing there, too, where, the, you know, again, we can't just keep dogging on one group of people here. Like, the Vegas books would limit people, too. Like, hey, guess yeah. what? You're not betting NFL here anymore. Yeah. Which, might have been a bad call because again, if you have the sharp information, you you have the market. Like I guess, yeah. Here, here, if you're an originator, having the first bet. Let's say you, as you level up as an originator, right? And now you're just like, okay, um, you know, I the bona fide edge. I, I'm, I'm making, you know, I'm making, 
you know, 40 units a, a baseball season. Um, I need to get down as much as possible. Your two choices are, you know, you really only have, you really only have the choice to kind of expand how many outs you have overall, how many accounts you're betting into. Uh, and that becomes like, a, you know, like a phone tree sort of deal where you have to distribute the, uh, uh, the information in a way that you are getting it down uh, without moving the market uh, or else you're not going to get your price and you're going to cannibalize your opportunity you know, your opportunity to, uh, uh, to get the bet size that you had intended on whatever play you have. Um, and that definitely, you know, there are definitely a lot of people in the space who kind of kind of serve that role. Uh, sometimes it's people who are just off season. Cause it's like, you know, hey, I'm an originator in college football. Like it's baseball season. Like I'll move some Mexican baseball. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> like no problem whatsoever. Um, you know, that's, that's sort of, uh, common, at least from what I see. Um, the importance of references. <laughs> is there anything more important? I mean, you know, your reputation is everything. And if you are an unknown quantity, uh, you need to build up a reputation. It's all word of mouth. It's all who, you know, uh, and it is, uh, you know, it's, it's exceptionally important <laughs> to, exceptionally important to, uh, to have, um, you know, to do your homework on whoever you're doing business with as a betting partnership. I mean, that's, that's one one Well, that's um, just, that's another tough one too. It's almost like, Hey, get references. Well, who'd I get references from the people in your network? Well, I don't have a network yet. <laughs> figure it out. Like one. It, it's tough. You'll get there. Step one. Um, okay. Oh, another couple of great topics from our buddy. Never deposit or post up with a PPH bookie. Yeah. That's so yeah, when, when I explain the difference between a credit book, these PPHs with you again, an illegal bookmaker that you have no recourse against. Now you can say these the offshores are illegal, but again, it's that is actually a little more of a gray area. And you can certainly, you know, file complaints. And for the most part, everyone does get paid out. You know, there are stiff stories from some of the offshores, and those are you know blown up because they're a big deal, but for the most part, you will get paid out no matter what, unless it's, you know, it is a credit bookie. It is a, a you know, your, your guy you met down at the at pool league on Thursday nights down at Mooners and it's, it, there's nothing you can do about it. So we said, Hey, getting stiff sucks. You know, it's worse is paying that guy money, posting up yeah. saying, well, I need you to post your money before you can bet. Yeah. And said, give me a thousand dollars and you have a thousand dollars to bet on. It's it's don't do that ever. Yeah. That, that going to disappear. This and is an old, this is a throwback. Is, this is a yeah. throwback. You remember how many Twitter scams there were for like, this. I was just, I was just going to say <laughs> not only like in real life, but oh my God, did people do this on Twitter or, Hey, I'm running out. Yeah. Oh God, Lexka. <laughs> Lex. Lexka lives. I mean, that, that guy, I mean, essentially, and I'm, I'm going to drag him. I'll drag him if we have to drag him, I guess. I don't care because it was torch shit. I mean, <laughs> there was a guy on Twitter who said, hey, I have a buddy who has a sports book, and anybody can bet there. And he paid a few people and then had those people say, hey, yeah, I got paid. So then it built a little legitimacy, and then he let a lot of people bet and then just stiffed everybody. And he's like, I don't know what happened. My buddy disappeared. He won't respond to me or it's like, oh, there was nobody. It was you. <laughs> I mean, in, a bunch of people got taken, and that was not oh, yeah. an isolated incident no, on Twitter. Terrible. 
Well, no, no, and it wasn't like he was the only person who ever did that. That's happened. Oh, of, course. Don't of course. Post up with someone you don't know. Yes, of course. At least the you know the offshore space, I have less a hell of a lot less concern, especially now that we have Bitcoin to facilitate the in and out uh, in all of those instances. But yeah, do not deposit with a a bookie. Don't do it. Um, oh yeah, this was a great one. And always define what happens in the event of a stiff. Again, kind of going back to how you set up your partnership in the first place. Um, maybe the most important advice that we got from our guy. Uh, in the event of a stiff, everybody it, it becomes a, it becomes a strong arm between partners of who bears the the cost, right? Yeah. And it is not always clear whose fault it is for getting stiffed, especially you know if you lose a really good account, if you lose. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a high. If you lose a whale account because you were a little too greedy, a little too aggressive, you got, you caught some, you post, you past posted some European golf because the, uh, you know, because the time change happened in America, but not in, not in the UK, and you past posted a bunch of golf, uh, and you got caught, and they closed a big account. Um, you know, you, it's important to kind of figure out, you know, before that you get to that point, uh, how you're going to bear the cost one person the other person split the split the cost of of, of a stiff on the front end otherwise uh it engenders bad blood um similarly if you're an originator and you're doing business with a betting partnership you should assume going in that everyone in the space will know what your action is because the networking effect works in two ways <laughs> not only do people know you're good for it not only would people know you're an advantaged player but they'll know exactly what your plays are because if you think you're the only person with login information to a big account that you're getting your your information you're you're putting your plays into you're wrong there's probably 10 other people who are looking at that and those 10 other people all know they're all going to turn around and put that into their accounts if it's good stuff uh and i've know a lot of originators who had rock solid you know nuanced models that were capturing something that wasn't in the market they bet into it using you know a network approach like this and it got absorbed by the market like lightning because these are all really smart betters that you're in this space with and if you see someone hammering the same couple angles over and over again it's winning it's winning it's winning and you're like oh shit like okay well now i now don't even need to log into this account to know what it is i can yeah. go and hit it here here and here before he even bets it and right the first Stri time I strike really out props. yes no yes no first run scored props like that you know these get absorbed by the market fast if you're putting it into this type of betting partnership approach i i, I would say no and for sure the first time i realized that was betting into an account and i got a new account and i knew who it it was like I knew whose account it was. <laughs> someone from the space, not not someone big, like someone I, you know, that like oh, okay, like, cool, a, a familiar name. It's like oh, well, I mean, if it's his account, he's gonna look at it for sure. I would, <laughs> and he talks like, and you just realize like oh, this is like this information is not just gonna inform the market. This is informing everyone right away. Like people, oh, of course, people are just gonna say oh, you know, you're betting this. We've Very gotten nice. solid advantage information from our, our intermediary mover yeah. friends who are like, hey, guys, uh, 
you got to get your get your get a load of this. Like this stuff is hot, <laughs> and be like, oh, cool, boop 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 boop. <laughs> you know, like it is. You you really can't help yourself, honestly. Um, so just know if you're on the originator side, if your stuff is fragile, uh, it's gonna get broken. Yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> we're just, I mean, and truly, we're just reading this guy's notes because he wrote a goddamn book. And be, <laughs> honestly, this might be the part two because we're already 50 minutes into it. Well, let's just talk lastly about cross booking. So this is kind of the last important thing I would I would say in terms of betting like a pro. And and again, like all this 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 will this podcast will not age well, I can tell you, because I do see a future where we do have um you know, exchange-based sports betting for U.S. betters. And oh. if that were the case, like, all of this goes away. Like, there's really no freaking point in messing with any of this if you can get, you know, if you can get matched at an exchange and get a fair bet size for whatever, you know, need, you know whatever you're trying to get down on. And then maybe that never comes to fruition for the niche stuff, maybe. But, you know, at least for, you know, the the, you know, the, the, the people who are, uh, you know, who have the ability to be a market maker at an exchange level uh, could get down bigger bet sizes. I think that would make a lot of this go away. Um, but the a current kind of way to mimic the exchange is to, again, networking, find someone else, you know, who is interested in betting the sport that you're interested in betting with and look for prop, you know, look for a match, a peer-to-peer a a -peer match on whatever... Uh, edge you are looking for that week. Um, I yeah. got an edge on the Niners plus three. I'm going to go talk to my NFL friends who are all professionals. If any one of them uh, wants to match me for 5K, we can do it big free cross. We can agree on the price. If they want, you know, okay, I'll take three, but I don't want, uh, I don't want a hunt plus 100. I want plus 105. I'll give you minus 105. You, okay, handshake, you know, you know, that, that sort of, um, big free action uh, is pretty common uh, among sort of the highest levels of, you know, people with, you know, the, but again, that's like you have deep pockets at this point. Uh, you maybe don't care as much about, um, you know, the, the limits you're dealing with because you're betting into sports that are, that have high, um, that have high, uh, you know, high limits on, on day of action, right? Like I've, I've, I, you know, most of the crossing that I've been a part of has just been, um, you know, one of matches where somebody wanted some tennis player or the election, the election, um, well, I mean, and that's a or thing like if and the better versus the tortoise, yep, that was a great all example. Somebody yeah. facilitated that. No, and yeah. it's a thing too, like, especially if you're betting large sums, why would you want to bet $55,000 on the? raise tonight when you can bet 50 you know yeah. let, let's just say one one line was truly just minus 10 on each side you know somebody's saving you know someone's gonna win someone's gonna lose somebody's saving five grand like if you if you can do that multiple times a season i mean let's just say you you can do that 10 times per season and you break even on that that's that's half a unit you just saved if your if 50k was your bet every time and then Reed, uh, Reed here is asking your prediction for when we see um, some exchanges because he, he is just consumed with DraftKings and FanDuel ruling everything. I think, I think, and this is where we'll probably end up heading towards some different things, is when FanDuel and DraftKings finally burn 
burn through you know the the marketing budgets once they're actually expected to show a profit like it'll come in five years i mean it's not tomorrow for sure i would have said five off the top of my head yeah, you need five. you need you need sort of a federal framework uh to facilitate this from a legal perspective um and that's going to take a long time uh and i mean there's really really smart people who understand this better than i do who are who would say you're crazy you know <laughs> it's not ever happening you're never going to get you you're never going to get because uh, i mean I, and captain jack says this, there's going to open an exchange in uh new jersey later this summer which is cool um but again state by state exchanges I state by state exchanges that's cool i'm i would yeah u.s wide exchange where you got m big time liquidity like that's the, that's the name of the game um and you know if it doesn't happen via some legal framework um do we see uh a, a you know a cryptocurrency uh exchange for sports betting emerge yeah. entirely possible like you know there's there there and there are a lot of uh you know kind of under the radar exchanges that exist now that it's going to take them a while to really get liquidity up because they're kind of niche but um yeah i know i think in five years we're going to have uh uh you know something at a national level exchange wise and i mean this even assumes in five years you can make a legal bet in california i guess <laughs> i mean and, and who's who's to say it isn't just FanDuel or DraftKings like offering a they product pivot, yeah it could be you know it could be a product they offer and it'll just be much worse than like matchbook or anything you know the commissions will just be three times as high yeah but like at the same time like they got around it for the stock market yeah you can you can buy stocks you know they they, they the idea that uh, you know, you're you couldn't come up with uh, a sales pitch to get around some of the uh, the current issues is tough for me to uh, tough for me to buy at least, considering how much money there mm -hmm. is on the table here. All that said, um, any other funny random thoughts you wanted to bring up? No, I think we hit on a lot of ones. It was good. It was good to get Bob in the chat. Oh, I, legitimate, I a, legitimate, a legitimate guy who. Bet some edges and has had some experiences. Oh, the NFL. Yeah, that would fuck. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like these, yeah, yeah. Captain Jack says his pick for someone to run exchange, the NFL. Yeah. Like we, what we've seen with the quick move on, Hey, guess what? Strong. NFTs worked for the NBA. The NFL is like, Oh, we're doing that. Like anyway, the NFL can make another dollar. They'll be all about it. Like if, if they see a way that they can, instead of partnering with a book, open some sort of exchange, yeah, that makes a shitload of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would also, I, yeah, the last last uh, story that this always cracks me up. Um, a lot of times there will be multiple originators betting into the same whale account, right? You know, the hockey and basketball are going on at the same time. You know, if you have fifty thousand dollars worth of credit, you're not going to use that up every night. No. Um, you know, let's let's we'll we'll give ten k to this guy who's betting NBA. We'll give ten k to this guy who's betting NHL. Um, sorting it out for payments becomes a little bit tricky. <laughs> and you know how they handle that? Or what's a convenient way to handle that? Microsoft Excel. <laughs> Microsoft Excel, but basically, uh, you know, you take, uh, you say, okay, this is, you know, you uh, end all of your bets with the number four, 
you end all your bets with the number seven. Oh, yeah, no, you yeah. end somebody, all even somebody, numbers. You end all your bets with that number. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, if, if the max is 500, you say you bet 498 on everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I know which bets. And I know which ones are yours. 499.50. Yeah, right, right. That way, at the end of the day, you can kind of sort it all out. It's not just a big slush pool. All right, man. Um, I think this one will end up doing kind of a follow-up maybe next spring or later in the year because I think we'll get some questions on this one. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it complicated. And like somebody said, somebody said this earlier. Um, we said listening to Rufus talk about how hard it is to get down sometimes sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, <laughs> yes. That, that is the thing for some of these guys. Like it is very complicated to get down what they want. Yeah, I mean, one would it would make you wonder at some point. You probably would just kind of lose your, uh, you know, just kind of lose your patience with it and be like, make some deal with the book to, you know, bet an early number at a big price and just be done with it all. You know, it would that that would that would make sense to me. Um, so the um, uh, the general, yeah, I guess I guess the the, the general, the, yeah, the the general conclusion I would just say is like. All of this stuff is extremely cloak and dagger. Uh, no one really talks about it. And because of that, like as you get into it, you may be unwilling to ask questions, unwilling to communicate. But that's like the key. Communication is so freaking important. You know, getting an understanding of what you can bet, how much you can bet, what will trigger identify an identification, what will uh, you know, when you're feeling the heat, like a stiff may be coming. Um, you know, how you're gonna deal with the stiff, how you're gonna deal with the red figure, how you're gonna, you know, how you're gonna split the profits. Um, you know, how you're going to collect <laughs> the winnings, uh, you know, from this guy who's the, you know, you're effectively your big, your partners with who you may or not, may not have ever met in person. You know, all that stuff is, you know, is communication is key. Um, so just keep that in mind. And don't ever post up ever. <laughs> Unless it's with the legal book. Yeah. Do, do you have legal recourse to get yeah. your money back up? I mean, even like, I mean, think about Black Friday with poker. There may be a day where all the money in your offshores gets frozen. Like that, that is 100% a thing. That could happen. So I don't keep big balances <laughs> in a lot of those because it makes me nervous as shit. Credit's nice. There credit. was, there were that, there were a bunch of uh, offshores where that did effectively happen. Oh, I mean, it's happening. Yeah. So, yeah. So just be careful out there, kids. Yeah, man. Yep. All right. Well, um, what are you betting this weekend? Betting uh, Quail Hall? Yeah, a little bit of golf. I'm still working on putting that together. Okay. You, who are you hot on? Rom? Are we, we're betting, are we betting Rom? I've yeah, been, I'm, 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 he's ready, man. Good. He's ready. His number he's ready is ready to pop. Guys, but he's going to win. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's only juice if you lose. And it's yeah. 10 to 1. Who are we fading? I thought, I saw, I saw AD. He's on Rory and Ricky matchups. He doesn't have the insider info that we have on Rory. Yeah. Okay. Crush what about Ricky? What about Ricky? Ricky? I mean, we said this too. Like with every fade, eventually the number gets big enough where there's value on the other side. I'm not quite there with Ricky, but he, I mean, he is. That's fine. We agreed on uh, Matthew Naismith though. So that's the lock, lock, pop, and drop golf play of the week. Matthew Naismith, who is like number one in greens and regulations gained over 12, 24, 50 rounds. Like he's just, he is the number one golfer in the world as far as finding more greens and regulations than anyone in the field. It's going to come and play. You saw what I did Tuesday. If you're going to find those greens and regulation, you're going to shoot a 58 like I did. So Matthew Smith, top 20. That's a uh, lock, pop, and drop it for the week. 
I like it, buddy. All right, best of luck. I need the Pacers to pull their heads out of their ass here. Otherwise, NBA looks pretty good so far tonight. Um, enjoy your weekend, and uh, I will uh, catch you on Monday. Let me play the music. <laughs>、we'll、get in trouble for all that? We didn't really cross any lines, I didn't think. You're muted anyway, so I can't tell what you're saying. Yeah, I can't unmute you. You have to unmute yourself.、So、I, I guess can I unmute myself? <laughs> I think you can. How, am I unmuted now? Yeah. I don't know. I think that was fine. Yeah, I think so. The stark reality of the, the industry. Yeah, it's not like we weren't candid about how it works. I'm excited about this exchange. I want to dig more into that.